everybody, Claire here. Um, just in case you missed it, we mentioned this last week, but we are taking this week off for the holiday, a bit of a well-earned break at the end of the year. Um, but don't worry, we're not leaving you without any content. We're going to be doing one of Jeff Kasuf's Kicking Back episodes, The Equalizer's other podcast vertical. Um, I'll leave it to him to intro the episode itself, but just to let you guys know what's going on, one week off, and then we'll be back in the new year to talk about what happens next in NWSL and beyond. Thank you guys so much for your support this year. It's meant a lot. Um, And I hope everybody has a very, very happy holiday. Hey, everybody. Jeff Kasuf here. Excited to bring you this interview with United States Women's National Team goalkeeper, legend, Hall of Famer, Olympic gold medalist, World Cup champion, you name it, Brianna Scurry. We talk about a lot here, and she's opened up this summer in both her book and a documentary about her that you can find on Paramount+. Plus, uh, The documentary is called The Only. The book is called My Greatest Save, and uh, there is a pun there um, for, for many reasons. Uh, Scurry is known as being uh, one of the greatest goalkeepers, one of the best players of all time, certainly in the U.S. program. And uh, she's got a lot that's that's happened off the field since, and she's opened up about um, including a traumatic brain injury and, and uh, the ramifications of that, which um, she goes into great detail, obviously, in, in that book that she wrote, um, as well as uh, the documentary about her. We talked a little bit on this podcast and in this interview about uh, that, which you can obviously read about in more depth and, and hear about in more depth in those media outlets uh, where she speaks herself, but also uh, just the process of doing that is, is really what we talked about here, um, why she decided to do it, why now, what made her do it, what kind of feedback she's gotten from former teammates. So um, looking forward to bringing you this chat. Hopefully you learn something and, and take something away and uh, appreciate you uh, being with us. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled uh, Equalizer podcast next week, uh, but hope you enjoy this interview with Brianna Scurry. So here with Brianna Scurry, the book is out, My Greatest Save. Um, How does it feel, firstly? I mean, this is, I've written sort of one legit book. Like, I know that this is a long process. So you're kind of at the the relief point now that that everything's out there or what? Yes, it's uh, very similar to when I played. Uh, exciting to win and also relieving to win. So um, the book launch is very similar to that. This is a process that uh, has lasted over two years. And, uh, you know, opening uh, my launch in the window of Title IX, Pride Month, all the things, right? So um, very exciting time. I am on my tour as of right now. And so I'm really enjoying it. So maybe with starting with the obvious, what is what made you want to do this and share your story? Sure, it's a great question. Um, a lot of people are wondering why now. Um, one of the reasons why now is uh, in 2019, I sat down with my brain trust, which is my manager and my publicist, and we talked about potential projects, including writing a book. And um, I really liked the idea. I thought it was time. It's been. 20 years uh, in the making, if you will. And I, I've always thought I've had a lot to say and some, some great things I could share and, and help to inspire others. 
So I sat down um, with the idea and um, realized that if I'm going to do this, even start it uh, to be sure that I was willing to be completely authentic and honor everything in my life, not just the good stuff. Right. So I didn't want to have a sanitized uh, memoir because that's not a memoir, in my opinion. Um, You got to put all the good and the bad in there, too. And so once I was in a place where I was comfortable doing that, um, um, gave the green light and we went ahead and got a literary agent and understood what was the uh, process and um, uh, was fortunate to meet with uh, Wayne Coffey and he came on board and we were off and running. Um, So, so you mentioned, I mean, how how tough was that in terms of that, that unsanitized version, as you said, like, you know, I I think people know you, I mean, the, I think about casual fans a lot, you know, we're sort of in this soccer world and, and you've done so many amazing things, the sort of average passerby that they know what 99 was, they know those moments. Um, But there's a lot more to everybody, you know, every person on earth, including yourself. And, and um, Mm -hmm. I mean, how, how hard was that to kind of go into that sort of personal realm and, and um, get beyond just sort of what people see, you know, in, in the public spectrum. It, it's difficult um, to be clear and to be uh, genuine because if you if you think of your life as a house and you've got all these rooms and a lot of the events of your life are in the rooms and some of those rooms are dark and padlocked and you haven't been there forever and there's cobwebs and whatnot in there and there's no light and there's many other rooms in your life where you dwell a lot you think about and you you walk around in and so. I wanted to make sure I put those rooms um, that were dark and padlocked in the book. And so I had to be willing to go in there, shed some light in that room and really get to the feeling space of how that event or that, you know, activity uh, felt to me at the time that it occurred. And so for me, that was the hardest part, really, Um, in particular with my with my mom and my father's passing. Um, really getting into the nitty gritty of how bad my concussion was and the suicidal phase I was in and how I slid into it and how I got out of it. You know, I go into great detail about that in my book and, and a lot of other things. And so it was really important to me to include those things. And the process was, uh, you know, heavy, if you will, on my heart uh, quite often. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the the title I think alludes to to some of that. My my greatest save, and and that being, yeah. you know, yourself, obviously. Um, right. What, uh, you know, the, the the things that you talk about. I mean, they're they're, they're tough and they're heavy, as you said. Um, mm-hmm. Have you? I guess the book is just coming out. So, but but have you yeah. kind of gotten feedback already from from people that maybe you've affected in a positive way, or or you know, have have taken something from that shared experience or otherwise? Yes, uh, the process of doing this uh, book for me has been cathartic. I mean, it really has. It's made me appreciate and have gratitude for, obviously, both of my parents uh, going through some of the things that were wonderful about my life, like getting into the National Museum of African-American History and Culture, thinking about that and, and being so proud and honored, but a little bit sad because my mom and dad didn't get to see those things and talking to my brother and thinking about how my mom and dad met and knowing that story and not knowing it before. And because of this book, I know it now. So that's really awesome. And those things are, are great. And it was just a really 
um, a deep process that I wanted to give honor to everything. And for me, it was really amazing. And I knew we had a great book. So when other people were reading it, uh, you know, uh, you know, you get the book before it's launched. Some people get copies and whatnot. Fantastic reviews. Everybody absolutely loves it. And part of me was like, okay, well, are you just saying that <laughs> because you're talking to me? You know what I mean? It's my book. Are you telling me my book is awesome? But I've had a lot of people say, uh, you know, um, I don't normally read the books. For example, producers for, for the shows I'm doing don't really read the books all the time. And they wanted a copy of mine and they were moved. They were emotional. They loved it. They couldn't put it down. So all these great reviews have really um, made me know that what I did and how I did it was the right way to go. Um, how much have you heard from sort of former teammates in this process? I mean, I know you obviously keep in touch and have kept in touch through the years, but I think it was, you know, relatively recently and, and you touch on this, that, that you started talking, you know, more publicly about uh, some of the things that you had gone through or, you know, have went through. Um, you know, I, I think about like, you know, I remember talking to Shannon Box about, about her lupus, you know, which is not, sure. not to compare anything, but just that, Nobody right. knew that she had it um, other right. than maybe a few teammates. And even that was late on. Um, and, and sometimes there's somebody right next to you and you don't know what they're necessarily yeah. going through. Um, did, did you hear some of that feedback from, from teammates who you've known for decades now? Absolutely. It's, and it's so true. And that, that not telling and that keeping secret to yourself, even though, asking for help would have been really great, even though those, those friends and, and, and teammates and fans, relatives would love to have helped, you know what I mean? And for me, uh, I was ashamed uh, in the depths of, of my despair and also didn't want to be a burden to anyone. And now when I look back on that, like when I went back in that particular room, for example, uh, it, it doesn't make sense that I did that because why wouldn't my friends and family want to help? What, you know what I mean? And so, but I feel like that was part of the, the, the depression piece, the concussion piece that it's almost like your thought process isn't logical um, when you're in the depths of it because you can't really see anything other than what you're feeling. And when you get out of it and you can have a little bit more objectivity looking back on it, then it's like, okay, you know what? All, all my teammates said, Brian, I didn't know. I wish you had, you didn't say anything. Why didn't you say anything? I had friends like recently really put it on me and say, Brian, why didn't you say anything to me? I would have helped you if you, whatever you needed. And I'm just like, oh man, you know, I, I know, I know that, you know? And so it's been a real eye opener. And uh, it, it's really brought me closer to everybody in my life and, and, and my teammates also, for sure. Yeah. And, and I think a, a big piece that, that anybody listening to this would be wondering, you know, that, that you're feeling good now, right? I mean, you, you feel like yes. you're in a good place and um, yeah. Yeah. I'm in an exceptional place. I mean, I am, you know, luckier than I deserve. I feel, you know, with my amazing wife, Krissa, by my side, we've been married four years now. I have a fantastic home life. I have a fantastic home. I have stepchildren. I have a dog and a pool and all these things that I never thought I would have in my life. And, and right now I'm literally, you know, coming out of the ground like a bamboo tree, you know, been all de de delivering all of these roots 
And now we're coming out of it, you know, and feeling like I'm just soaring. And it's a, it's a fantastic time for me. I mean, as amazing as, you know, playing ever was in, in a different way. Yeah. Have you kind of embraced this? Um, you know, you were always in a public light, I guess, for, yeah. for playing for the national team. But this is maybe a little mm-hmm. bit different. And, and, and as you mentioned, kind of opening yourself up here in this book. Yeah. I know there's also um, not long from now, there's the Paramount Plus uh, yeah. film that's coming as yeah. well, um, which, you know, happy to talk about a little bit. I don't know if there's any secrets there that you can't share or anything yet, but um, what's it been like to kind of, you know, you, you've, this is different for you, right? To, to be this sort of open in a public space. It is. You're absolutely right. I'm, I'm normally a very private person and I have been my whole life. And I think that's part of why I didn't, um, you know, share uh, as, as much as I, maybe should have with my friends and family at the time just because I'm a very private person. And it's so interesting because I wrote this book with Wayne and it just dawned on me right after we wrote it. I said, you know, to Wayne, I said, I'm the most private person I know. And look at me writing a book and everybody and their brother can know all the little things about me. Not so much for the private person anymore. Right. And I just thought that was so hilarious. Um, but yeah, and, and not only that, but the, the only, which is the name of the documentary film, um, by CBS Paramount Plus coming out on July 12th is the visual version of my book, essentially. Not everything. The book obviously gets you into more depth on every area, but this this uh, documentary is going to be fabulous. There's some fantastic interviews in there from my teammates, and I'm excited to see what they have to say and, and the finished product. So that's quite similar in, in some ways, as you said, to the book, but but maybe touches on some different things or, or how will that kind of look? Yeah. Yeah. So so my book um, essentially um, validates the only um, the title of the of the documentary. Um, but my book is so much more in depth. There's a lot more in there, obviously, as you can imagine. But the. Um, the documentary is, is, is its own animal and is interesting. And also I did the audio version of my book too. I did my voice on that audio version and that's a whole different way to learn about me because it's my voice. And so you're going to hear the, you know, the glee and the joy of the amazing times and you'll hear the, the depth of, of the of the bad stuff. And I think all three of them are coming together like a triangle, but they're all very different experiences. Um, and so I'm just really excited about, about all of it. Yeah. And, and the only, um, I, I think similarly, maybe the, the title kind of, uh, maybe not even allude to is, is sort of direct in, in some ways, right? I mean, you know, you were a pioneer in, in this space in, in 1999, where, um, you know, I, I think, even even now, I think we're starting to see maybe this very like literally most recent national team sort of right. picture and call up. It looks a lot more diverse, but um, yeah. you know, this was what was that like for people who weren't around in the '90s? You know, for for the national team specifically, at least of of you know, you're navigating the space and and you're the best goalkeeper in the world, but um, you're also on a team filled with stars. Um, mm-hmm. It's an interesting dynamic. I mean, not necessarily unique to. Uh, I guess the U.S. is always so great that that has always existed in some way that you've got 
20 stars or however many, but um, what was that like for you sort of in, in that stretch? And, and then maybe as you got to that point of, of, I guess, 99 fame um, when mm-hmm. it sort of all culminated. Yeah. I mean, playing on the women's national team um, is just an honor. I mean, you really can't find any better than that period on the planet, really, not just in, in this country, but on the planet, because we are still traditionally and consistently winning, not everything, but close, at least something every cycle. And so that's always an honor. It always has been. It always will be. The current team is just crushing it as well. And right, the complexion of the team is changing. It is getting uh, more robust. It's getting more of, a, of an indication of what the country looks like. Um, you're seeing a lot more players of color on, on the men and the women's team, for that matter, um, now, which is fantastic. But for the women's side, it, it, it's a very recent change um, to have more of that. So it took a minute or two since I played in 99 to get that going. But, the, but it's fantastic. And for me, to be the only – I was the only girl on the boys' team in the first team I played on. I was the only player of color on any team I was on. Um, my mom had all, a stack of uh, old photos for all my youth teams in her bureau um, when she passed away. And I saw that photo, and it's one after another after another. And I'm the only black girl on every single team for the longest time, for forever, for all of it. And so there's that. And, and I was the only openly gay player on the women's national team when I played as well. And so there's a lot of, of history of the only for me. And of course, you know, the, the, the gentleman, Pete Radovich, who, who did the documentary on me, obviously, you know, noticed that theme and thought that would be a great, a great way to, to produce the, the documentary. And, and it's going to be fantastic. And it's been a great, you know, plow job on my part to trailblaze and, and run ahead and, and take some arrows and maybe show some visibility and get people interested in potentially playing soccer who probably would never have thought of it before. I know I feel strongly about my legacy and in particular, all the you know young players that came in running behind me of color. Now they're playing different positions. They're expressing themselves. I mean, this team could be dynamic in a way it's never been dynamic before. And it's a lot because of that. And I think that's fantastic. And I am very excited and, and pleased to have been able to do that. I, I know you, you know, just covering the sport through the years and talking to you, like you've never done it for the credit, um, you know, yeah. but, but do you feel like it feels like almost maybe this is now, you know, coming after the fact that, that people are sort of recognizing what you did maybe in the moment um, and maybe, I don't know, did you feel like maybe that didn't exist? And I think you touch on this a little bit, but um, that didn't exist in the moment, you know, 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, I was well before my time. I feel, you know, being an African-American playing a, a predominantly white suburban sport, a female who's trying to uh, play professional sports, um, for a living. That was also fairly new back then. Um, a goalkeeper, you know, the only <laughs> person playing that position at the time. I feel like the way I looked and the way I lived was probably too soon for society to embrace me in the way that they would embrace me now if if this were 99 and the, the society was this way now. So I was a little bit early, but obviously, you know, it didn't matter to me that I was, you know, not embraced in certain ways or, or in certain areas, you know, in the media or 
uh, sponsorships off the off the pitch. I feel like I was always running for that Olympic gold medal since I was eight years old. And uh, every time there was a possibility to run for it, I ran and, and I did it. And it had nothing to do with anything other than that childhood dream that I've had for my whole life. And, you know, in the fame and the fortune of it, that's just a, a byproduct that's come um, because of that. Uh, but always my dream first. And so now uh, you see me, you know, I'm doing a book, I'm doing you know, uh, a movie, potentially more things in the works coming up soon, broadcasting next month for the Women's World Cup qualifiers. I mean, I'm, I'm all I'm all in it right now, <laughs> and all over it, if you will. And so and I'm really excited. I'm, I feel I feel good about being embraced by a bunch of great people at CBS, my, my book stuff and, and everything else I'm doing. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I know you've touched on, you know, there's a lot um, to, to talk in, in a 30 minutes here or so about, you know, yeah. a, a lot of things. I mean, your life story, really. But is there something particular that, that you hope, um, you know, if somebody reads the book or even if they just watch the only whatever that, you know, way they're sort of exposed to your story is that yeah. something particular you hope they really take away from from your story? There definitely is. So in my first 40 years of my life, I expressed and you know created and inspired on the pitch and so my second 40 years so i'm I'm 11 years into my second 40 um i've chosen and continued to want to inspire and create off the pitch and so i really think that's what i'm trying to do right now and i'm i'm excited about everything that's happening and for me it's truly uh another way to inspire so my book can go into places that I couldn't go otherwise with my game to inspire and, and, you know, drive ahead, uh, you know, generations that could only maybe see me on YouTube if they, if they dug it up or see me in, in Airbud World Cup, you know what I mean? If they, if they were kids watching the movie from 2000 and so they wouldn't know me otherwise. And I think this is a great, a great way to, to spread um, my history and my journey and hopefully they'll see a little bit of themselves in some of the things I've gone through. And it's truly because I wanted to make an impact in, in, in particular um, with mental health, because my, my issue with my TBI, my traumatic brain injury and my depression was a very, um, you know, gutting situation in my life. I was on my knees, you know, face in the gutter, you know, crawling, um, after being on a mountaintop with playing for the national team in 99. And here I was dealing with this. And I want people to know that you can get up again. You can rise up. You can have amazing lives, amazing dreams, even if it doesn't work out at first. And so just to be resilient. And that's what the movie is going to show. And the only, and that's what my book shows. And I hope people can, can relate to that and they can you know, pick themselves up through reading my, my story. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I didn't have Airbud World Pup on my notes of all the, of all of your accomplishments, uh, but I I do remember that uh, VHS from way back then. So. I know, right? VHS. <laughs> yeah, that was there. Uh, it is. I like that. That was that was a cool. Uh, that's like a subtle humble brag of uh, being in that. Was, that was a cool series. Um, but yeah. but you talked about um, inspiring in this next chapter of of life. Um, you've you've done a fair number of things. You know. 
uh, at one point you you know you different you were involved in teams you were you know you you've written a book now um you, you had your hand in all sorts of different areas of the sport and i imagine even outside of the sport um yeah but what uh i'm sure you get this question a lot but what what do you feel like is next for you um as far as career or chapters go potentially doing some other work maybe podcasting or or that but what i've done for a long time my bread and butter has always been uh, inspirational speeches uh, I do keynotes for, you know, corporations, and universities, colleges, organizations, and I've done that for years. That actually helped me heal um, when I became a, a concussion advocate and speaking to different groups about what I went through and, and how to help them and how their caregivers can get help. And so that's always been near and dear to my heart. So I, I will probably do that, you know, forever. We probably just kind of glazed the surface here of, of you know, your story, but um, I hope that, you know, people listening uh, we'll pick up a copy, uh, you know, tune in to, to the only and, and kind of get to know you, whether whether they followed you in the moment or, uh, right. you know, whether they're just discovering you, if they kind of get to know your story and, um, you know, appreciate you taking the time to, to come on here. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. And I really appreciate you. And now you and your listeners are part of my journey as well. And so welcome to this newest chapter uh, and you're part of it. And I really appreciate you and uh, trying to really just make an impact and build a legacy that's a positive one uh, for, for a lot of folks out there because it's, it's hard for a lot of people right now. And I think um, if they read my book, they'll see that I, I understand that and I'm here for them. 